0: To share my heart with you, uh, with this message called "Unstoppable Vision" as we wrap up the Unstoppable series. So more than just a a, a sermon today, it's really just conveying uh, my heart to you, uh, our church family. And what I want to do is I want to talk to you about how much people really matter to God. I want to talk about how deeply Jesus loves all people. And not just loves them, but the trouble that Jesus went to and the trouble and adversity and trials he went through to reach people because he loves people so, so deeply. And the story that I'm going to bring you to is in the book of Mark. And Jesus had been teaching the Israelites at the Sea of Galilee. You have to understand Jesus was very popular In the day amongst the Israelite community and matter of fact this day when Jesus was teaching Mark chapter 4 and verse 1 you can study this out on your own but the Bible says the crowd was so large that Jesus actually had to get inside of a boat so that he could teach the people because there were so many people surrounding him and many of the Israelites were becoming followers of Jesus and after Jesus taught them that day he did something very controversial He did something very unorthodox and out of the box because all people matter to God. And today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about this controversial, out of the box, unorthodox thing that Jesus did because people matter to God so deeply. And I want us to look at Mark chapter 4 and pick up in verse Number 35, I encourage you to grab your Bibles, get your, your phones out and get your U-ver, version open and look with me in the book of Mark. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Mark for most of our time together. Mark chapter 4 verse 35 says this. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Everybody shout other side. Come on, shout it one more time. Other side. Now, now, Jesus was saying, let us go from the region of Galilee, which is Israel's side, and cross the lake into the Decapolis region, the, the other side. Now, now, Decapolis is simply a Greek word that means ten cities. And in the disciples' minds, this is a huge problem because the other side is, is enemy territory for Jewish people. I mean, the pagans live over there. The, the other side is filled with pagan temples and, and false gods, the worshiping of false gods. The, the other side to the Israelites is a place of darkness. It's a place where, where demons live, and there's a lot of demonic activity. And on top of all of this, The other side were the enemies of Israel that they had defeated not long ago, living on the other side. Let me share with you about this enemy and and how they defeated them. The Scripture says in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 17 through 20, The God of the people of Israel chose our fathers. He made the people prosper during their stay in Egypt. Talking about in the book of Exodus, the, the second book of the Bible, with mighty power, he led them out of that country and he endured their conduct for about 40 years in the desert. Verse 19, who overthrew seven nations in Canaan. Everybody shout seven. Come on. Seven. Sound it one more time. Seven. All right. Seven nations in Canaan. Check that out. And gave their land to his people as the inheritance. All this took about 450 years. And you can you can learn more about these seven nations of Canaan in the book of Joshua and chapter chapter three and verse 10 list out the seven nations of Canaan, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites and the Jebusites. And and these seven nations of uh, of Canaan that they were living in this land, and Israel came, defeated them, drove them out of the land, and history says they crossed to the other side of the lake, and they were living in this Decapolis region. And Jesus said, let's go to the other side where our enemy lives. I mean, uh, Jesus, have you went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? We, we don't go on the other side. We stay on our side. That's a little weird. That's unorthodox. That's controversial. And what I want to do today is give you three lessons about going to the other side. Three lessons about going to the other side. Number one is this. When we go to the other side, it gets messy. It gets messy. Now notice this in Mark chapter 5 and verse number 1. So they arrived, Jesus and his disciples, at the other side of the lake. In the region of the Gerasenes, which is in in the Decapolis area, when Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from a cemetery to meet him. The first thing that I want you to recognize here and want you to notice is that when Jesus and his disciples got to the other side, there was no large crowd to meet them. Now, Jesus was popular on the other side. Large crowds were gathering around to hear his ministry and to to, to, to see what what God was going to do through his life. I mean, he was popular, but he gets to the other side. There is no large crowd. The only person who shows up is one crazy demon-possessed man. That's it. Can you imagine what the disciples are saying to one another? I told you. I did try to tell him not to come over here. These people are crazy over here. We don't shouldn't have come over here. We should have stayed on our side. We tried to tell him that's our enemy. Those people worship false gods. They're, they're, they, they worship demons. They're demon possessed. These people are I don't know why Jesus wants us to come over here, anyways. These people are a mess. They're a bunch of messy people. And Jesus' his response would be, Yeah, that's exactly why we came. Because I came for messy people. It's not the healthy who need a doctor. It's it's the sick. I didn't just come for Israel. I came for everybody. I came for hurting people. I came for broken people. I came for lonely people. I came for confused people. I came for addicted people. I came for sin filled people. I came for messy people. Let's go to the other side. And there are a lot of churches. And if you have sent under my teaching for some time, you know that I'm not a church pastor. I love the church of Jesus Christ. I love churches all across America, all across the world. But the truth is this. A lot of churches don't go to the other side because they don't want to get messy. I personally know of churches who don't want to grow, that they don't want to reach anybody else. Matter of fact, somebody else shows up at their church, they try to run them off. I mean, I know churches like that. I used to travel all across America and preach. I I know churches personally who don't want messy people in their church. Matter of fact, I know, I, I know a church that, that when messy people show up, they recommend and help them go to the church down the road because they don't want messy people in their church. You're going to mess up our little neat little thing we got going. And here's what I want you to know about People's Church. People's Church is a church for messy people. People's church is a church that's about going to the other side and reaching people who are hurting and broken and lonely and confused and addicted. Their life is sin-filled. This church was created and designed to go to the other side and to reach people who don't know Jesus. This church is a hospital, not a retirement home. I mean, just save your emails, save your save your phone calls about, I can't believe them people are coming, them liars and teeters and homosexuals and adulterers. They're coming to that t- I can't believe you let them come. Look, we let you come. Amen. <laughs> uh, don't let Jesus pop up your stuff on the screen today, huh? This church is designed for people just like that because we believe that people, when they can come in the presence of Jesus Christ, that Jesus has the power to radically change their lives. Why would we keep them out of the church? This place is a place for, for messy people. God has called us to go to the other side. There's a second thing that I want you to see today, a, a second lesson about going to the other side. Number two is this. When we go to the other side, God deals with our religious hearts, with our religious hearts. Now, now Jesus takes his disciples on a second trip to the other side. Now, we're going to get back to the first trip in a, in a few moments. We're going to unpack some more about this demon possessed man. But I want you to, to notice this is Jesus takes his disciples back to the other side a second time. You see, a, a, a lot of times as Christians, we don't get it the first time. You see, you see we have this tendency to want to stay on our side. We, we have a tendency to want to stay where it's safe and, and where it's comfortable and where, where it's neat. We, we, we want to avoid the other side. And it's sad But the church oftentimes is known for keeping people out instead of getting people in. It's sad that the church is oftentimes known for building up walls to keep people out, instead of building bridges to the community to get people in. It's sad that oftentimes the church is known for putting up security lights to keep people out instead to the search lights to get people in. And the church, and you and I, the church of Jesus Christ, we, we tend to, to have our focus inward. We tend to look at us for and no more, and we tend to get so focused on us that we don't even think about the other side. And Jesus knew we had this tendency to focus on us and and our needs and our side and what we want. And to get so focused on us that we forget about the other side. So Jesus takes his disciples back a second time. And the Bible says on this second trip in Mark chapter 8 in verse number 1, During those days, another large crowd gathered. Now notice this. We're going to unpack this in a few moments. But this time a large crowd. When Jesus gets back to the Decapolis region... A large crowd gathers to listen to him and to hear him. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days. Everybody shout three days. days. They've been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way. They're hungry, they're starving, they have nothing to eat. In three days they're going to collapse because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, But where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? Now, that's the interesting question the disciples asked. Because if you you study the the, the Scriptures here in the book of Mark, just two chapters earlier, the disciples had seen Jesus feed 5,000 people, not counting women and children, 15,000, 20,000 people. They had seen Jesus provide a miracle with two fish and five loaves of bread. But, But now they're asking the question, I don't know how you're going to do it. Let me take you over to Mark 6. I want you to see this story. Mark 6 and verse number 35. It says, but this time it was late in the day. in other words, the crowd had been there just that same day, that one day. It was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. Now, now, now this time the disciples come to Jesus. You say, why is that? Because they're on Israel's side. And when they're on Israel's side, they care about their side. The other crowd been there three days. Hungry, going to collapse. Disciples said nothing. <laughs> but this time, they're, they're concerned. Crowd's been there just one day. Disciples, they come running to Jesus. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. And, of course, Jesus takes two fish and five loaves of bread and feeds probably 15, 20,000 people. But the disciples came to Jesus that very day because that was their side. They cared about their side. It's amazing how we want to take care of of our side. I mean, as long as our side's taken care of, we don't really care about the other side. They don't eat. They don't eat. Hope you make it. God bless you. Our sides, they ain't good today. And they are not concerned about the other side. Their focus is on their side. On their side, one day passes. Jesus, you got to feed our side. On the other side, three days have passed. Not one disciple said anything because that's not their side. Can we be honest? We all struggle with this. We all deal with this. Struggle of our side and and the other side. We 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 all struggle with getting focused on what we want that we don't even think about the other side. Matter of fact, churches we 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 in church world we we get so focused on us we get so inward. We 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 think about us and don't even think about the other side. We have secrets that the world don't even know anything about. We got secret languages, secret codes. How you doing today, brother, Jim? It's good to see you, brother. Hi, sister Sally, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, highly favored, walking in his anointing. It's flowest it's down to my feet, this just is so good, as How are you doing today, brother? God. Huh? None of y'all go to work like that. How you doing today? Oh, brother, boss, I'm flying. The floor, I get the anointing. It flowest down to my head. It's down to my toe. It's just... No, you don't talk like that, but you get in church, and you get weird. You get weird. Got all this inside language, and then we have the audacity to say, church is for everybody. Y'all come on to our church. They come. And how many know most churches, they got secret dress codes, but they don't tell nobody about it? Uh, Nobody knows? And and they show up to church, and and then you always know when they got a secret dress code because everybody's looking at you. Child, child. Now, don't you know at our church on every first Sunday, the choir dresses in blue and the congregation wears black and white. Now, this is the first Sunday. I didn't know. Well, That's how we do. That's how we roll up here at our church. It's the first Sunday. You come, you wear black and white. Well, it's my first time here. Well, I'm telling you, girl, can you believe what she's wearing? She is wearing that to the house of God. Ooh, I like to know who her mama is. Her mama ain't taught her nothing. I mean, And we get all this inside, secret, cold stuff that only we know about. And then we say, man, we want to reach people for Jesus, but yet we're building up walls instead of bridges to the community. And then you know what we do? We get in our holy huddles and we're on our side. We're not thinking about the other side. We're on our side and we're inward and we're thinking about us four and no more. And then we get upset with people who want to go to the other side. We get all religious about people who are on the other side, anybody who wants to go and help people on the other side. We we don't like that too much. He upsets. As a matter of fact, I know this because it's true with my life. When we started People's Church eight years ago, my wife and I didn't know we were religious. But once we started the church and saw other churches, it was exposed to us how religious we really were. God has had to work over our hearts over the years to strip religion and tradition away. That we could just be followers of Jesus and what his word says, not to add any more or take anything away, but to do what his word says. Matter of fact, when we started this church, I, 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 I would watch the church. I, said, I can't believe they do church like that. I would be critical of other pastors that I've never talked to. i never had a conversation with. I've never been in their home. I've never seen their family. Matter of fact, I've never been to their church. But yet I was critical and judgmental. I can't believe that church used a secular song in their church. It, it would irritate me. It would bother me. I can't believe that church, that pastor, wore jeans to preach in. <laughs> uh, it took me a while to do this because tradition and religion. Because when I was traveling as a full-time evangelist, the circles I was traveling in, you wore a suit and you wore a tie. You better be dressed up. That's how we do it. I mean, I mean it's one thing for the folks in the congregation, but if you're going to be a man of the cloth, you've got to put some clothes on. I mean, you know the Bible says in Pharisee chapter 3 and verse 10, thou better wearest thy best to church. It says it. And I was religious. I would think things like this. I can't believe that one church. They, their church service only lasts an hour. God can't move in an hour. I mean, there's no way. Ain't nobody going to get saved in that church. And the very thing I was critical of, got out to work with me. And begin to shift some things away. Because I was religious, had a critical heart, because I was focused on my side. I was focused on what I knew. I was focused on what I liked. I was focused on how I grew up. I was focused on our tradition. It doesn't matter what the Bible says. It was our traditions. And you're so focused on the other, on your side, that you don't even think about the other side. And Jesus, he 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 to deal with his disciples, this this religiosity, this critical spirit, this this heart. He takes them to the other side and begins to strip some things from 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 their thinking and from their hearts. And and the Bible says in Mark chapter six, I, I want to take you back to Israel's side on the feeding of of, of the five thousand because something interesting happens here when Jesus feeds the five thousand men, not counting women and, and children. The Bible says this, Mark six verse forty three. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. There were 12 basketfuls left over. Everybody shout 12. Come on, get it in your heart. Shout it again. Shout 12. There were 12 basketfuls left over. 12 represents the 12 tribes of Israel. 12 is not a coincidence. Hey, when Jesus picked 12 disciples, that wasn't a coincidence. He didn't do that randomly, by accident. No, if you understand anything about the Old Testament, and some of you may not, the Old Testament, there were 12 tribes of Israel. And, and Jesus is simply communicating to his people, to the disciples, listen, I care about Israel. All 12 tribes. I care about what they're going through. I'm the bread of life. I want to feed Israel. I want to reach Israel. I've left heaven. I've left glory and came to earth that I could reach out to Israel, that Israel could know me as Lord and Savior. I care about your side. I do, Israel. I care about your side. And then the Bible says something very interesting. When when the disciples crossed to the other side, and there were 4,000 people there. And Jesus performed a miracle and he fed all 4,000 with a few pieces of bread. He, he, he multiplied, he blessed it and a miracle took place. And the Bible says this after he fed the 4,000. Mark chapter 8 and verse number 5 when he was on the other side. It says, how many loaves do you have, Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. Everybody shout seven. seven. Everybody shout seven. seven. Now notice this seven. We talked to, to you about it in the book of Acts. Seven represents the seven nations of Canaan. Oh, this was no accident. It wasn't an accident on Israel's side, and it's not an accident on the, the Canaanite side. It represents seven the seven nations of Canaan. You know what Jesus is simply saying? Jesus is simply saying, Hey guys, I love the other side. I care about the other side. I want to reach The other side, I know you're thinking about Israel. I know you're all focused on your side, but I want you to know I didn't just come for Israel people. I came for people people. I came for all people. And I'm the bread of life for the seven nations of Canaan, just like I'm the bread of life for the 12 tribes of Israel. I come for liars. I come for the prostitutes. I come for the drug addicts. I come for the homosexual. I come for the cheaters. I come for the greedy. I absolutely love the other side. And friends, you know why we do what we do at People's Church? Because Jesus loves and wants to reach the other side. You know why we do secular a secular song to drive home a message? Because Jesus loves the other side. Well, we're not trying to reach you if you're already saved. We're trying to build a bridge to the other side. You know why we have lights and sound I didn't need all this. I don't, I don't need it. I, I love Jesus with all of my heart. I'm not trying to reach me. You've been serving Jesus for years. I'm not trying to reach you. We're trying to build a bridge to the community to reach the other side. And we get uncomfortable off the other side. Matter of fact, you got an other side today. I may not hit your other side, but you got an other side. You Democrats, you don't like the Republicans. Help them, Jesus, the other side. You Republicans, I don't know about them, them, them Democrats. You don't. Jesus loves your other side. He loves the other side. Come on. Black folks don't want to like white folks. And white folks don't like black folks. And red folks don't like yellow folks. And yellow folks. Jesus comes for all people. He didn't come for white people, black people, yellow people. He came for all. Jesus loves the other side. And it messes with us when somebody decides, get in the boat. And let's go. Mama and them didn't do it that way. I don't care about Mama and them. Let's get in the boat. (laughs) And let's go to the other side. It was our desire eight years ago to create a church where unchurched people wanted to come to. Not just church people, but create a church where unchurched people wanted to come to. See, when we started this church eight years ago, Here's what we knew. We knew this. Oklahoma City doesn't need another church. There's a church on every corner. And even though there's a church on every corner, about 78, 77, 78% of Oklahoma City does not go to church. When we started this church, we knew Oklahoma City didn't need another church. Oklahoma City needed a different kind of church. A church... I love our churches. I love what churches are doing. But we decided we're going to set out. Why create another church just like the other churches that people drive by every week and weekend? Wait, man, look at that old building. It's a monument now. They don't come. Why not try to create a church where unchurched people want to come to because their life can be changed by the power of Jesus Christ. And so we set out to build bridges and not build walls. Let's get in the boat and go to the other side. Number three is this. There's a, a, third, a third lesson I want us to learn about the other side. Number three is when we go to the other side, lives are changed. Lives are changed. I want to take you back to the first trip when Jesus took his disciples to the other side. And he met this demon-possessed crazy man It was out of his mind. They tried to control him. They tried to chain him up, but they could not. He was so wild. He was so demon-possessed. He was cutting himself. He, he, he was just absolutely crazy. Jesus showed up, and he healed the man. He delivered him. He set him free from his demon possession. And Mark chapter 5 and verse 14 says this about this man. It says, those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened? You see, what happened is this man was filled with thousands of demons, a legion. And the Bible says that Jesus cast the demons into pigs because on the other side, they, they like pigs. They worship pigs. They, and there were 2,000 pigs, and Jesus cast the demons inside of the pigs. The story says the pigs ran into the water and drowned. They committed suicide. <laughs> you'll, you'll get that when you get home and think about it. And, and the Bible goes on to say in verse 15, when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had, been, who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs As well. Now, notice the response of the people. Jesus has performed a miracle. This guy's now in his right mind. The demons are out of him. He's dressed, clothed, can think properly, can talk properly. Verse 17 says, Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. In other words, go back to the other side. I mean, we see somebody's getting healed and a miracle has taken place but listen we don't know you you're from the other side we don't really like people from the other side and they pleaded with jesus to leave their region and to go back to the other side i mean i mean their response it kind of blows me away a life is being changed somebody's being set free and somebody has been delivered and instead of bringing their sick kid or bringing their sick husband or bringing their sick daughter or bringing or bringing their crippled wife to come and and to be touched by jesus their response was Get back to the other side. And the Bible says in verse 18, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Jesus tells his church, you and I, that's the same commandment we have. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Go tell your story. Go tell your story. Go tell what God has done for you. And verse 20 says this, So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. Jesus said, they won't receive me here in your area, but God's changed your, I've changed your life. The power of God has set you free. You stay and you go tell your story. Hear me today, church. I don't have time to unpack this to stay here long, but I want you to know there's power in your story. There's power in what Jesus has done for you in your life. There's power in talking about how Jesus has changed your life and your heart. There's power. This man, he didn't have a long church history, just got just got set free. We'll go tell your story. This man didn't have a theology degree, but he could share his story. This man didn't have a Bible, but he could share his story. And, and let's get to the, to, to the second trip. So this man's been set free. Now Jesus takes his disciples back a, a second time to the other side, to the Decapolis area, the Ten City area, where the seven nations of Canaan lived. Mark chapter 7 and verse 31 and 32 says this. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There are some people brought to him a man who was deaf. And could hardly talk. And they begged him to place his hand on the man after he took him aside away from the crowd. Everybody shout the crowd. Now here's what I want you to notice. The second time when Jesus shows up, there was a crowd to meet him. The crowd Wanted to come and gather around Jesus. Matter of fact, in the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse story, verse 30, this same story on Jesus' second trip to the Decapolis region, the Bible says great crowds brought their sick and their lame to Jesus. The question is this. Why was there a crowd the second time when Jesus shows up in the Decapolis region? I'll tell you why. There's only one thing that changed. And that's that one demon possessed man had been set free by the power of Christ. Jesus was kicked out. Get out of here. But one man began to go to the Decapolis region and share his story about what Jesus had done for him. And that one man being set free by the power of God opened the door up to the whole region. But it all began because Jesus was unorthodox. He was out of the box. He was a little controversial. He was willing to get in the boat and go to the other side. And one man's life was radically changed. And now the gospel is opened up to the whole region. And I love what Mark chapter 7 and verse 37 says. When this deaf man who couldn't hardly talk was healed, the Bible says, what people were overwhelmed with amazement. And they said about Jesus, he has done everything well. They said he has even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. He does everything well. The other side who worship pigs and pagans begin to praise the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He does everything well he, because Jesus was changing lives. But it all began because Jesus was willing to do something a little risky and out of the box. He was willing to go to the other side. Why? Why? Because all people matter to God. All people. Not just your side. The other side matters to God. People's people's church is not big enough. Say, Pastor, aren't we we big enough? No, we're never big enough. Because the focus is not who's in the building. The focus is who's still outside the building who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because Jesus loves the other side. He loves the other side. The reason that we do anything short of sin to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ is because I deeply believe that Jesus loves the other side. And he wants to reach the other side. I deeply believe that Jesus didn't die just for church people. I believe he came for people, people. I believe he came for everybody. I believe he loves everybody. I believe he wants everybody to receive this free gift of, of salvation. People matter to God. If you're here today and you're lonely, you're hurting, you're confused, you're lost, and you're broken, like nobody cares, and you're addicted, your life is full of sin, I want you to know that Jesus loves the other side. Jesus can change your life. He can set you free. He can make all the difference in your life if you surrender to him. You see, Jesus is radical. He showed up on the other side. A man full of thousands of demons was set free because Jesus loves people on the other side. Lord, thanks for your word.